Hello everyone and welcome to Bearcat Insider. This is uh, Coach Marsh and uh, I'm here in the uh, office of head Bearcat Todd Southern again. Um, the good thing is I've already signed my contract so <laughs> I know I'm not getting fired. Are you sure? Well, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Okay. I, you can save it for the end. <laughs> if you're going to fire me, will you please fire me at the end of the podcast so the rest of it isn't awkward. Um, we're without Pilot Point's favorite son, real estate extraordinaire, uh, Chance Kirby this morning. He uh, had a veterinarian emergency come up. And so uh, it's just me and you, boss. All right. So um, first off, um, we're, we're going to give a shout-out to Hometown Pharmacy. Absolutely. We're going to start with that, and I'll let you go ahead and explain. Uh, uh, Russell uh, Pelzel. I went to Russell a bit about a month ago, I think it was, and uh, – you know, I asked Russell, I was, I was trying to get teachers vaccinated is what I was trying to do. Um, and I went to Russell and I said, hey, man, can you can you help us out? And, and Russell said, you know, Todd, these are my these are my folks. This is our community. Absolutely. And uh, I said, hey, that's great, man. I appreciate it. And uh, so uh, that was like on a Wednesday or a Thursday. And so uh, Monday he calls up and says, I'm ready. And I went, oh, we're not. And so we ran around like crazy, getting people lined up. Long story short, Russell just did an amazing job of helping us out. Uh, we got a little over 50 folks vaccinated, uh, and so we, uh, Russell, Russell did a great job, and uh, we owe him a lot, we really do. Well, and they always do such a fantastic job of taking care of the community. They do, uh, and so we we always appreciate that. And taking care of teachers is even even better. Um, now, the reason why I'm here. We've already done one podcast about a, a pretty extensive demographic report. Right. What happened? <laughs> so we uh, we had the demographic report done, right? And uh, he came in and started presenting it. And uh, as as he's going through the report, uh, Britt Lusk was there, and you know, and Brent Britt's got a pretty good idea of what's going on, and so. I'm watching him give his report, and Britt's in the audience, and he's looking at me, and he has his eyes are the size of hubcaps, and uh, shaking his head no, shaking his head no, and I went, oh, this ain't good, and uh, so we uh, started digging around a little bit more, and I talked to Britt, and uh, he showed me a few things, and there were some things that they missed, and uh, you know, you hate to put that kind of information out there in public and have to, you know, suck back and go, hey, wait a minute, but that's what happened. And it is what it is. Um, and so we asked uh, Templeton to go back and redo it. I don't think they had, they had, they'd missed a couple of things. And uh, so in all honesty, Travis, when we asked him to go back and redo it, I thought, you know, it's not going to be really that big of a difference. You know, yeah, I was wrong. And there's a huge difference. And so what it's showing us is really probably in about, Oh, I think it's twenty four, twenty five. Is that we're going to start growing double digits, and and they they've told us flat out, they give you two scenarios. They give you kind of a regular growth scenario, and they give you a high growth scenario, and they have told us to follow the high growth scenario. Okay, uh, we're tracking like Salina is. We're about seven years behind Salina as far as pacing goes, and uh, so we've been uh, working like uh, mad trying to start getting prepared for the growth and uh, try to get an idea as far as, you know, where we want to go as a district and what we need to do. Well, when you look at that, where we want to go as a district and what do we need to do, mm -hmm. uh, 
when you look at long-term planning, where are we kind of as a district right now? So we, we finished up the long-range facility planning, and we're, we've moved to the bonding committee. Okay. And the bonding committee is a group of committee mem- uh, community members uh, who are going to sit down, and I think the first meeting is on the 29th of April. And they're going to sit down. There's about roughly 35, 30, 35 folks. And we've actually invited everybody on the long-range facility planning meeting. We said, hey, if you guys want to come over and do this too, you can. And we had about, about eight or nine folks. So uh, basically what they're going to do is they're going to sit down, look at the information that was provided by the long-range facility planning committee. They're going to look at that information, and they're going to form a bond. And they're going to, and, and they may say no. They may say we're not going to do one. But they're going to basically start looking at how to form a bond, what it would cost, what things go in the bond. If they feel like we need to go forward this, they'll present it to the board in June. And at that point, the board can make the determination whether or not to call for a bond. Now, to go back to a previous point that we had made in our previous podcast about this subject, mm-hmm. um, a bond can only be used for physical things. Right. right. So, Land, buildings, those sorts of things. So you're you're not going to bond an increase in my pay? No, I am not going to bond any because I can't. It's illegal. Okay. And so, and that's one of the things that you'll see people all the time go, you know, you know, we're going to raise taxes, we're going to go for a bond, whatever. We're going to increase teachers' pay. Well, you can't do that. That doesn't. You can't do it with with that type of money. Well, I've I've followed you to baseball tournaments this summer Mm -hmm. and you you have a lead foot (laughs) i do and so if you're going to illegally speed will you please illegally raise my pay (laughs) Um, now so we're here we are we're we're pilot point texas we're stuck uh you know in between a lake and then aubrey and salina and prosper um are there any districts that y'all kind of look to as as a, a shining star or a city on a hill well, as an example. There's there's a couple of districts, Forney and Rockwall, both are basically real close to the same square mileage uh, okay. that we are as a district, and so and so we've kind of looked at them and, and looked at how they have laid out their facilities, you know. And what's interesting is, you know, Rockwall's the bigger of the two. It's got about, I think it's 17,000 kids. Okay. And they've kind of gone the big school model. They have, they've got the two big high schools, they've got the big middle schools, and they've got the elementary schools. Okay. Right. Forney has done just the opposite. Forney has got about 12,000, 13,000 kids, roughly. They have gone three high schools. Okay. They've gone uh, intermediates, so they have made it a much smaller model, uh, and so we're kind of looking at them, at those two, and kind of seeing how they do things. You know, yeah. the Rockwall model is obviously much cheaper than the Forney model, um, but there's also always the concern that we have is, do we want our kids to become a number? If we can kind of keep that from happening and have a little bit more intimate setting and still be able to afford it, granted, right. you know. Uh, that's kind of the Forney model is is something we're kind of looking at right now. Okay, and you you talk a lot about money and affordability and everything. Right. What what are we looking at as far as when we put a, a blueprint out there or, or something that uh, we deem is going to be apple uh, just equitable to what we need? What what is that going to cost? Basically, what it costs of a building. Yeah. So when you're looking at an elementary school, they're the cheapest to build. Okay. Um, 
you're probably looking somewhere about the twenty-two to twenty-five million dollar range, and okay. that's just for the building. That's right. that's not for the land that goes on it. Sure. Okay. Middle schools are going to run you, and of course, the intermediate school will be about the same. There's not a whole lot of difference between what right. an intermediate school and elementary school is, as far as the structure itself. Uh, middle schools probably going to run you about forty, right in that range. And then a high school, you know, Ponder High School right now, they're they've got a They've either got the bond passed or they've got a bond going out. I'm not sure which one is. And I, and I talked to uh, Jeremy over there the other day, and they've got uh, $65 million down for their high school, and that's a capacity of 800 kids. I have been told by more than one person that is a cheap high school. And yeah. so I think realistically you're probably looking about 70 uh, for a high school, you know, about that capacity, 800 kids. Now, what are – and I might be getting ahead of myself. If so, just – Tell me to shut up. Um, you've done that a couple of times. Um, you know, you, you look at that number in $65 million yeah. for a high school, and then I walk down, you know, Pilot Point High School, and I'm thinking, how in the world can a building cost that much? But it's outrageous. HVAC is probably unreal. Uh, yeah, I mean, when you look at it, I mean, just think of the concrete. Think of the yeah. concrete that you have to have for parking, student parking out at the high sure. school. Which is, you know, concrete's astronomically high. Yeah. Of course, it's commercial building. We're not talking residential, so that's a whole nother world. Uh, you, the athletic facility, you know, and I'm, I'm not talking just, I'm just talking gym, yeah. you know, is unbelievably high. And, I mean, that's just, that's what it is, you know. And the other thing, and, and you know, being from Pilot Point, graduated yep. from Pilot Point, back in Pilot Point, I also want to build something that we can be proud of. And not something that we look at and we say, gosh, why did we yeah. do that? Well, what we've got to do is when we start looking at building at buildings is one of the things that we've kind of got to get out of our head, this is my opinion, is is minimal. Because we've got to have flexibility in any of this that we do. We've got to build a building that we're, that can easily be added on to. We've got to have, an, have enough land that it's on so we don't get landlocked. You know, one of the things they talk about for high school is a minimum of 100 acres. Well, I don't know if we need to buy a minimum of 100 acres. Because yeah. later on down the road, who knows what this thing's going to become? Right. And and so we've got to be smart with that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, everything that we design has to have the ability. You know, you don't want to build a – where schools outgrow themselves, you can always add on another wing. They outgrow themselves in common areas. They outgrow themselves. Cafeteria's not big enough. Right. Gym space not big enough. The hallway's not wide enough. Not enough restrooms, those sorts of things. You can always add on a classroom, you know, wing of classrooms. And so wherever we put those things, for example, the cafeteria that you look up in the high school, it's landlocked. Yeah. You can't do nothing with that thing. Yeah. And, and so those are types of things that you have to try to stay out of so you can add on to it later on and have that flexibility. The key is, and, and you'll hear me say this a million times, the key to managing this entire situation is flexibility. Yeah. We've got to be able to zig when we need to zig and zag when we need to zag. And uh, everything we build has to be, uh, has to be flexible. So, are we looking at maybe a hundred acres minimum? Is that for a kind high of, school? Yeah. For a high school, for uh, an elementary school, you're probably looking roughly fifteen. Right. For a uh, middle school, you're probably looking about thirty, right around that neighborhood. And people are saying, "What? Why would you go from fifteen thirty to a hundred? I'm assuming that's athletic complex. Athletic, you know, and parking, parking and those sorts it's, of things. It's not just teacher parking Correct. anymore. Now Correct. it's kid parking. And well, you know, the middle school, you've got games. You have people coming on. Those sure. sorts of things. You know, you also want to have. You know, we want to get a situation. You know, gym. I've heard you talk about gym spaces yes. around here. It's terrible. You know, we do not have enough gyms. 
we need to make sure that whenever we build a gym, it needs to be, in my opinion, a competition gym. Yeah. It doesn't need to be something that just simply kids come in, run around. It needs to have a scoreboard. It needs to have stands. Yeah. Again, flexibility. I mean, you look at PPYSA during basketball season. Oh, it's it's nightmare. Standing on top of yourself. Yeah, it's a nightmare. And yeah. so we, we need to make sure that whenever we build things, that it has multi-purposes and multi-usage. Now, whenever we talk about this and we, we have – we have terms that we throw around like everybody just knows what we're talking mm-hmm. about. Uh, and so the, the first question I'm going to ask you is the, the term bonding capacity. Mm-hmm. I'm about to ask a question about it, right. but I want you to explain what bonding capacity means before we ask the question. Okay, so if let's say that we raise taxes to the maximum amount, okay. right? The maximum amount you can do is $0.50 cents on the INS side, Okay. So if we raise taxes to the maximum amount, the maximum capacity that we have is like $64 or $65 million. Okay. Okay. Now, as time goes on and more houses come in, more people pay into that and that capacity goes up. Okay. Right. But every time you build a school, boom, you knock a number out, you knock that thing down. So let's say, for example, our bonding capacity is $64 million and we come in and build an elementary school at $24 million. Boom, that thing goes down to 44. Okay. Okay. And, and it's got to grow back up, grow back up. Boom, you hit it again. So it gets a trick deal uh, with bonding capacity because you've got to make sure that you don't eat into that thing too much. You, you try to stay away from it. Sometimes you have to do what you have to do. Right. Uh, but you try to stay away from just totally knocking that thing down to zero because, again, flexibility. You want to be able to do what you need to do. And we're at a point where um, I, mean, I just don't see us having $65 million in the bank account. Right. No. Yeah. We're going we're gonna to have to go for bonds. No, we're not going to write a check for that. So no. it, it's, it's a – at this point, it's, if, if we're going to take care of our students the way we need to, it's, it's a necessary evil. To have a bond, yes. Now, I'm not saying we're going to go out for $64 million. Right, but yeah. it's going to be something. It's going to be something, yes. Yeah. I mean, because you look at uh, the facility upgrade needs – I mean – the, the air conditioner right now at the high school nightmare, you know, and we <laughs> tell me about <laughs> it. Yes, yes, and it was a nightmare before all this happened. It yes. was a, it was a nightmare when I was principal there. Uh, you know, we need roofs, we need things like this, yeah. uh, and so yeah, I mean, and so you got to be careful if if you do too many things as far as fixing things up. Again, you're knocking that bonding capacity right. down. What if we all of a sudden we needed a school? Well, do you have the twenty five million dollars left to build a school? And if you do, well, what about subsequent bonds? Yeah. So you've got to be very careful about that. You know, when you hear all the time, we were talking about Denton Geyer the other day and the fact that they opened Denton Geyer up and they opened it up with portables behind it. And people say, well, they didn't build it big enough. Well, no, that's probably the capacity. That's as much as they could build yeah. at that time. I mean, they had to put the kids somewhere. Right. And so, you know, that's it, it's a trick deal. And so you really have to look two, three bonds down the road just to make sure you can do it. And, and sometimes you can't. Sometimes you have to suffer until that capacity builds up. Well, and, you know, you have residential rooftops, which you, you add bonding capacity, but you also add student expense. Correct. And so then commercial rooftops is, is really the... The go-getters. Right. Because you, 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 get don't, money. you get the money, but <laughs> you, you don't get that's the That's right. You get the money, you don't get and the And so with, the, with the, all the houses that are going up, which they're going up like crazy, right. um, 
that'll that'll help but it also adds expenses but hopefully commercial comes in with the residential inevitably and, and, and it eventually will yeah. you just have to have enough of the residential here to justify it well um i, I think we want to get away from the model though of like you mentioned geyer and you know Sanger is another one that that currently when you drive by Sanger High School there's portables in front of it. Right. Um or we're trying to avoid portables. And and, and sometimes you got to do what you got to do. Right. I mean in and the sad thing is and I did not realize I've gotten two quotes a portable building will run you 85 to 100,000. dollars And I never thought in a million years they would be that much. I was thinking 50 and I have gotten two quotes, eighty-five and hundred thousand dollars for those well, things. I'm just letting you know you've driven by my house and you saw that garage built-in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm available. I can beat that price. You beat that price. I can beat that price. Um, well, th- those are all the questions I have about as far as bonds go and district growth and anything like that. Um, so we we have all this. We, we've a lot of changes have happened. Right. Are, are y'all still planning on moving to the elementary school? We felt like we went back and looked at that and really felt like if we're going to get slammed with kids, taking up classrooms is probably not the best idea. And so we've kind of had to uh, kind of take a plan B on that. And I, th- I think you should take a classroom and they should shove some kindergartners no. in there with you. <laughs> I love going to the elementary, but after about uh, – Five minutes, I'm like, yeah, there's a reason I'm a secondary person. So you don't want 18 kids Yes, cling on me, yeah. All it's right. just not my deal. So y'all are going to stay put? Yeah, I think there. we're going to stay put. And we're going to look at plan B, either putting a portable building out here beside us or something. But one of the things that, that I want, because because of all my issues, uh, I like everybody kind of around. We like to, Basically, it's like a walking meeting all day around here. Yeah. We're in and out of offices all the time. Hey, did you do this? What, what are we looking at? I don't understand this. And so it just makes it easier to have everybody here. Well, and when you talk about a new space, uh, most people probably haven't been in the admin building. Yeah. It's like a maze. It's bad. It, 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 you know, it's really I, bad. The really good thing, though, is if I talk to you and then I want to go talk to Miss Etridge, I get to say hi to about six yes. people as I'm snaking yes. through the building. Yes, I mean, um, it, it is it is really bad. And, and so we've got to get some more room around here. And, uh, you know, there's just there's just not a – we're growing. We've outgrown the building. I mean, really, the building is 4,000 square foot, and there's nine of us that work in about 2,000 square foot of it. Right. Well, yeah, because of the meeting yes. area, yeah, uh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, and you even have those offices over on that end of the building I that I never go visit. Uh, I, know. I know. Sorry, Miss Morgan. Yes, those closets. Yes. yes. Um, okay. Well, then, so y'all are staying put now. It, we've we've had a, a little bit of a central office shakeup. Um, I mean, I kind of enjoy it because I get to see Miss Cross at the at, at the high school yeah. library some, and yeah. I, I love seeing Miss Cross. Yeah. Um, Who's going to be new next year? What do we have going on? What's so we kind of – okay, so basically what I started thinking of was, you know, we got this new report. I thought, all right, so there's a lot of things I still need to do. There's a lot of things that we still need to get, I don't know, back on track, things that I want to get fixed. And the one thing that I don't want to do, Travis, is juggling too many balls at once because then you have the tendency of not getting anything done. And so what I've de- done is – uh, we had a counselor leave at the high school. We have basically shifted everybody around is what we've yeah. done. It really doesn't – I think it cost us in the end about $10,000 more a year, which in a $16.5, $17 million budget, that's nothing. Right. right. 
So basically what we did is we had a counselor leave the high school. Uh, uh, Trina Brown is going to go down there. She's going to kind of be a hybrid where she's basically a district position, but she helps out with the high school as well. Uh, I uh, am going to bring a guy in by the name of Thance Springer. And Thance was uh, my assistant principal in Anna. Uh, he actually taught and coached for me. This is the third time I've hired Thance, yeah. which to tell you how smart he is for working for me for three times. Yeah, uh, <laughs> what a great hire, Mr. Southern. So, uh, but how many this, times have you fired him? I have not fired him okay. any. I have not fired him so any. Uh, he's on the right ratio. He's on the right, yeah. Uh, but this is the third time I've hired him. And so uh, he taught and coached for me, was my assistant principal. Took over uh, the middle school when I left and went out to Silverton. Uh Thance has been doing it forever. He's been a teacher coach, an athletic director, a high school principal, middle school principal. And so uh, he and his wife, they've just bought a house down here. Uh, and they'll be coming this way. He's actually the middle school principal right now in Pottsboro. And uh, so he'll be coming this way. Uh, I stole Angie Price, which... Uh, thanks for that. Yes, I, which a lot of people are happy. Okay, if you were me, would you steal Angie Price? Yes. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know why she ever stayed over there. I, I, so, she is uh, when it, when it comes to what Angie does, which I, that that's about thing. as good as you can put it because she's a jack of all yes. trades. I don't know that uh, I don't know that you can have a better no person no. To, to have around than yep. Angie Price. So this time last year, when all this was going on, and you know I was interviewing for the job, I I went to Angie's office and I said, Hey, listen, do you do you want to come with me if if I get the position? And she said yes. I said. Well, that's good because you were going to come either anyway. <laughs> I, was, no, I was actually just yes, hoping for yes, yes because yes is what yes, my answer yes, was. Yes, you're going to come anyway. Yeah. And uh, so Angie's coming over here, and that'll be good because, again, I've got someone who's worked with me in the past. and uh, takes some getting used to it. Yes, right. yes. It, 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 um, I'm an acquired taste. Yeah. And so it takes some time, and so I've got two folks coming in who kind of know how I am. And you know. Well, I know I've uh, – you know, Thance, I've, I've seen – I haven't seen his actual resume, but I've just – just listening to the first time that you told me about him, yeah, I mean that that guy has done everything. He has, and those he are the, has. in my opinion, in a place like Pilot Point, those are the people that you need right at the top because yeah. they, there's not a single person that he can't level with. Yeah, and, and the thing about Thance is that I can sit down. He'll tell you something I don't like without me telling you because he knows how I think. Right, and so. Basically, he's going to be over the campuses. Uh, Dr. Colson's going to be over district stuff. And, and really what I will be doing, uh, a lot of, is trying to prepare for the growth is what I'll be doing. Yeah. And so uh, so I've got things kind of set up that way. And uh, so I'm excited about next year. I really am. Well, and, you know, who knows what next year will hold, but I promise you, oh gosh, I don't want to even say it. It it can't – I hope it can't get worse than 2020 was. Here's the deal is – kind of seeing the light at the end of the tunnel you know yeah i just hope it's not a train <laughs> yes it might be though now, just hope it's not a train speaking of you know hoping it's not a train at yes. the end of the tunnel um man i haven't been getting many covid emails no we've been doing well i i've I gotten one i think in about the past month we've done well so and, you know, knock on wood yes um but I, I think that i think a lot of the credit for that goes to our kiddos i think a lot of it goes to snowmageddon True. Snowmageddon seemed to have really wiped it out. Uh, yeah. They, uh, we've only had five positives since then. Yeah. And matter of fact, I had someone the other day ask Jody, uh, you know, why why aren't why didn't Todd and them sending out letters and you know, stuff anymore? And 
had had him. There's nothing to send. There's nothing to send. Yeah. And so, you know, so far we've done really well. It's It seemed to really, that little episode, that weather episode, seemed to really kind of force everybody to stay at home, force everybody to stay away. I went to Windstar. Did you really? <laughs> yes. After 18 hours of no power, I went to Windstar. Did you win any money? No. Oh. L- lost some money. Oh. But, uh. I was warm. Hey, it was better than yeah. I, was, than, I yes. was warm losing money. Some of us, you know, at the, at St. Charles, we didn't keep our power <laughs> on. Um, we lost our power, and you never even called and checked on me. That's uh, I couldn't get out. I couldn't get a phone line. <laughs> I hear that. I could, and plus, I was sicker than a dog. I, that's when I had COVID. Oh gosh, I might have taken COVID over freezing. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I, COVID wasn't fun. No, I, I, I I'll pass on that next time. Uh, but no, I mean, it, it, things have seemed to have calmed down big time. And so, uh, we've done well. Uh, and so that's, that's, that's been a good thing. Now talking about the bond, is there a prospective date that we're thinking about putting the bond on a ballot? Probably will be the November, uh, election. Okay. Which will be All November right. so, 3rd or whatever. I don't know when the actual date is. We're, we're at bonding committee now. Yep. And they're going to do their thing. Yes. And then once they do the, whatever their thing is, yes. it will be on, on the ballot, be possibly on the ballot. November. November, yep. Okay. All right. Well, very good. Yep. All right. And as always, Mr. Uh, Southern, thank you for inviting us into your office so that we can hear, uh, man, I'll say straight from the horse's mouth, but there's another <laughs> animal I wanted to put in there. Um Straight from the, the donkey's mouth. We'll go with that. Um, and as always, we want to thank our sponsors, Chandler Cabinets, Ashley Marsh Photography, uh, Pelzel Printing, Southern Junkies, the Pilot Point Post Signal, and last but not least, Dana Walker with Germania Insurance. Without the support of those local sponsors, we couldn't bring you uh, great local content like what we just did. Uh, and as always, go Bearcats. <laughs>